Welcome back, everybody. I'm having uh, fun talking to Charlotte Larson. She's an executive producer and an actress who's uh, been all over the world, in New Zealand, in UK, now she's in LA, and she's in her car. So thank you for taking the time to, uh, to meet up with me, Charlotte. Yes, thank you. The, um, the apartment I'm staying in right now is a little noisy with people going around. So uh, this is my quiet space. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's lovely. And we get, you know, we get a nice cloud view. It's, it's very pretty. So I, <laughs> yeah, Thanks, cinematography yeah. on the show has improved uh, just, uh, just by... Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, so I, in kind of doing my research on you, I saw one of your quotes, which intrigued me and kind of got uh, me in the right uh, uh, framing. And I want to read your quote and then I want to ask you about it. So you mentioned that working as an actor uh, gives me a chance to become someone else, to get insight into other people and to learn about the human condition. So I know you started as an actor, then went into producing and then came back to acting. We'll get through all of that in a minute. But <laughs> right. to your quote, um, is that why acting is interesting for you? Because it allows you to be somebody else and to gain insight into other people's perspectives? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, everyone, um, regardless of whether you're an actor, um, as human beings, you know, we're fascinated with, with other people. And, and um, you know, especially, you know, nowadays, there's less and less human connection. There's less, like, taking the moment to, to get to know people. And, you know, it's all about being on your phone and all about, you know, social media. And, and being an actor is, um, first of all, when you're developing a character or the way that I develop characters, I really delve into um, what their purpose is, why, why they're doing what they're doing. Um, and that involves a lot of the other characters around them as well. You know, how does that influence, you know, how did their childhood uh, influence what they're doing now? And, um, and yeah, I think definitely being able to um, kind of just look into the psychology of people, look into the, the society and how that affects people and being a different character as well. is so exciting because, you know, I'm never going to be an astronaut. I, you know, that's something that's never going to happen, um, but I can play one and I get to be one for a week or a month or whatever it is. And um, you know, explore that without actually having to, you know, go to space school and, and all that. And then the next week, you know, I, I can travel back in time and I can be in uh, 1800s London, in Victorian London, and, you know, exploring different time periods as well, not just like different occupations and, and people's situations. But, you know, the great thing about being an actor is that, you know, you can be one thing one day and then the next you're something else and you're you're learning so much about the human condition as you go, which is, it's so exciting and, and really, really fascinating. I completely agree. And that's why uh, your <laughs> quote resonated with me because, um, you know, I, I find that acting allows me to live more than one life in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, that's the fascinating part. And just being able to you know, put yourself in circumstances outside of what you normally would be able to mm -hmm. is, is fascinating. Um, I did discover, and I, I don't know if that's the same thing with you, is initially, you know, to me, acting was all about being someone else. And um, there was a period of my life where I didn't want to be anybody else. I wanted to be myself. And I actually stopped mm -hmm. acting at that point until later I realized that it goes deeper. And when you're acting, you are being somebody else, but you're really just discovering more things about yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, that, that kind of completed the circle for me. Where, where are you on that? 
Yeah, so um, I studied at Stella Adler Academy here in LA. Yep. And um, yeah, you know, like I did a little bit of acting before and it was like, you know, you know, school play and, you know, a little in college and that kind of thing. And I started at Stella Adler and I really learned you know, not just the technique of, you know, where to stand and what you do and developing characters and all that, but I also really learned, you know, and this goes back to the, the, the quote that I you know, said before about learning about the human condition. I learned about myself and I'm like, wow, okay, this is, this is what it means to be a human being. This is what it means to be, you know, a woman in, you know, the 2000s. And this is what it means to be where I am right now in life. And this time in, in the world of, you know, evolution of human beings and and yeah it's just yeah as an actor you really do learn a lot about yourself as you as you develop as you know you're acting you develop yourself as well and you know you um you develop your empathy and you develop your compassion and you understand people and other you know through your characters Mm -hmm. and you just have you know that greater understanding that we were talking about before you know really makes you appreciate things that you wouldn't have necessarily known about yourself before. Yeah. Um, I, I frequently, or at least at the moment, go back to uh, something that I read in one of the spirituality books uh, that talks about, you know, what God is. And mm. it talks about the energy and it talks about that all of us are, are part of it. And God expresses and learns about itself through us and our experiences. So, you know, on a much more granular level, in a way, that's what we're doing during acting. We're learning about ourselves by experiencing us in different uh, actor, uh, in different uh, scenes, in different characters. So it, it's a fascinating thing to kind of uh, explore. But I, I definitely found that I have a lot more compassion and empathy, empathy and understanding of other humans just by being an actor and exploring and experiencing these aspects. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, even if you don't want to be an actor, even if that's not, you know, something that you, you want to pursue as a career, you know, taking acting classes for, you know, lawyers and doctors and, you know, anyone, you know, I think, um, you know, that's, it's a really helpful and, you know, necessary in some ways, um, thing that, you know, I, I truly believe that everyone should be taking acting classes, even if you don't want to be acting is like, you know, it's scary. It gets you out of your comfort zone, especially like when I started, um, Estelle Adler day one was up on my feet doing something in front of the class. And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing right now, but you know, that's, it's a safe place to fail. Yeah. And, you know, and I think it, it grows you as a person in your confidence, um, you know, getting up in front of people. And I think those are skills that are, you know, worth having for in any occupation and any walk of life. Yeah, especially now, and and you've you know, you've mentioned that we're we're spending so much time on our phones, we're spending it beyond mm-hmm. computers, uh, even our communication. You know, I have a 16 year old daughter, and they're so excited about the new app, which allows them to record their voice and then send a message as a text, but it's a voice text. So they're waiting mm-hmm. for each other to respond. And my question to her is, why don't you just talk to each other? And uh, okay. I, I get this like, no, Dad, what? <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. Seriously? yeah. So I, yeah. I completely agree with you. I think improv is, is another thing that people need to uh, need to take uh, from every walk of life, regardless of what it is that you're doing. You should yeah. at least take a few months of improv. It'll just help open you up. Yeah, I, I mean, I did improv. It's still out there. I took two terms of it. And um, it's, 
I mean, that's something that I'm not great at. Um, <laughs> improv's not my thing. I'm like, give me the lines and I'll say them. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, improv is really gets you out of your comfort zone as well. Um, you know, you have to think on your feet and so on. And, uh, yeah, I think any of the classes that you can take as an actor and, you know, I'm, I'm biased because of, you know, I'm, I love Stella Adler and, and that's where I went and that's such a great school. Everyone there is like family. Mm. Um, yeah. So I'm always going to shout them out and, you know, tell people to go and, and there, but you know, any acting class, um, whether it's a voice class, which is really helpful for, you know, especially if you're, um, doing a lot of public speaking or anything like that, it's, you know, it's connecting to your voice and people are like, but I know how to talk. And it's like, well, you know, this is a really important thing to, to, to learn because you understand, oh, it's not just about, you know, opening my mouth and making noises. There's a lot more to it. It's all about breath and connection to your body and, you know, things like that. So, you know, any class that an actor takes, whether it's voice or, you know, just a technique class or even just something to, um, you know, like a Shakespeare class or a scene study class or you know, anything like that, a movement class, you know, people people go to the school and they're like, why am I need to take a movement class? Like I'm an actor. I'm, you know, this is, you know, weird. And, you know, you take the class and then you go, Oh, now I get it. This is important. And I really love what I'm doing. Um, so yeah, I think anyone who's not, you know, not even an actor, just take a class just to kind of get out there and, um, you know, connect to your voice, connect to your body, connect to your mind, you know, it's all connected and, and very useful in any way of life. I absolutely agree. I actually want to talk to you a little bit more about the uh, Stella Adler approach in a second, but I'll, I'll, I'll offer this in terms of improv. You know, you being a producer, you being an executive producer, you're working mm-hmm. on multiple projects. I think you live improv. So uh, you say that you're not <laughs> good at it, but I think that's what you're doing on a daily basis anyway. I, I, yeah, I try. You know, like um, as a producer, there's certain, you know, I guess routine, certain know okay we're in this stage of production so this is now what we're going to be doing you know we're going to be doing contracts we're going to be dealing with SAG we're going to be dealing with casting we're going to be dealing with distribution Mm -hmm. so you know there there's kind of a process um but yeah like you know part of my job is to troubleshoot and you know put out all the fires that might arise so there are things that happen and you go oh I don't know how to deal with that you know what do I do now and then you kind of have to think on your feet and, and try and solve that problem. So yeah, you're kind of improving a little bit in that way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let, let's go back to, uh, to Stella uh, and then absolutely. I will spend some time on producing uh, uh, in a few minutes. But yeah. there are many different approaches, right? And um, mm-hmm. you know, what, what have you found? Because I know that you've gone through a number of acting schools. Uh, mm-hmm. What have you found that makes Stella Adler's approach your home? um well first of all like the technique I I really resonated with um you know there are techniques where you have to use your your memory and put yourself in there and you go you know if you're doing a scene where um say you know your father died you're putting real life experience of that into the scene because you have to go okay well my dog died so you know and I was really sad so I'm going to remember when my dog died to make myself sad for my, you know, for the scene where my father died. Mm -hmm. And there becomes a point where if you do that enough, um, you know, you kind of become numb to that pain and that feeling because you've kind of overworked it. 
And, you know, that can be dangerous um, in a few ways, but, you know, some people find that works for them and, you know, that, you know, that's great if that's how they work. I think, um, you know, that's, that's great if you're doing a film for sort of, you know, a couple of months, but if you're doing eight shows a week on Broadway and, you know, you're doing it for several years, there becomes a point where you can't get that feeling anymore. Um, And I think there was a famous example, I think it was uh, Al Pacino was doing Hamlet um, on stage and he was so, he was using that sense memory and he became so into it that he actually um, saw his dead father, you know, Hamlet sees the ghost of his dead father and Al Pacino actually saw his dead father in the middle of the production and had a breakdown and they had to stop the show. Um, I'm not sure if that's true, but it's a story that I did hear. Um, but, uh, it's kind of an example that, you know, if, if that's what you do, um, that can happen. But with Stella, her technique is all about imagination and creating the character. So, and you know, I mentioned this before with creating character. Um, if you have a character, you go and look at um, everything that affects them, everything that's mentioned in the play or the script or the film or whatever it is. And there are things that are in the, in the script that specifically tell you, you know, this person uh, grew up in the 50s and is an only child. And, and, you know, there are facts of the play that you find out. There are reactions that people have to this character as well. So other characters like this person or they don't like this person or, you know, this is your brother or or whatever. But then by doing a lot of work and a lot of background on your own, so creating stuff that's not known or figured out, um, what is their favorite color? What is their first memory? Did they have a pet growing up? All that kind of information feeds your character and then in turn feeds you as an actor because when you get to the point where you have enough information, you don't have to think, oh, what is my character doing? Why do they think this? Because it's, in, it's already in you. And that point, you can get to the lines and just say the lines and you understand why you're saying them mm-hmm. and you know, how you got to that point. So I think um, you know, Stella's technique is, um, it's a lot of work, but it's really worthwhile. I think the reward you get from, from doing the work is it's such a great feeling and you just become such a great actor from, from doing this. Yeah. Um, I, I, again, I, I heard very good things about Stella's approach. Um, mm-hmm. And I agree with you. Imagination is, in my opinion, again, everybody has their own method. Absolutely. Uh, imagination is a far better uh, way to do things than uh, use substitution or, uh, you know, or, go back and, and use uh, existing memories. Um, in psychology, I'm not a psychologist. Mm. In psychology, one of the ways to deal with traumatic experiences is to go through them uh, and talk about them because once you go to that place, then they don't hold as much weight. So it would stand to reason that when you're doing that in acting and you're going to that memory again and again and again, it's not going to have the same effect on you because you were letting it go. Mm. It it won't have that same charge. I found that in my own acting. Uh, I, you know, I was doing a scene, my audience is saying, okay, dude, you you keep on talking about this all the time. But um, I was doing a scene in which uh, for that character, his daughter committed suicide. So I have a daughter. It was easy for me to imagine what happens if my daughter, you know, God forbid, uh, does Mm -hmm. something like that. 
tiers come immediate grade, but what happens on take two? It's less. Take three, I didn't have any tiers, and I, I just didn't feel like I was getting there. Take four, mm -hmm. it was okay. Take five, was I was back again. So it's like it was so teeter-totter that it didn't really work as, as, mm -hmm. as a technique, and I didn't enjoy it because, you know, teaching yeah. out your own daughter is not good. So, yeah, I agree. Imagination is better. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you know, there are people who are, you know, method actors or whatever, and, you know, that, that's great, but it's like, you know, you don't have to be a serial killer to play one. So, you know, it's like, you know, you can, you can pretend and, you know, imagine what that would be like without having to go out and do that. So I don't recommend that. <laughs> no, yeah, I, same, same thing. And it, it goes back again to when we were kids, we imagined being somebody else. You know, mm -hmm. to us, that was a fun exercise and you imagined being that person and you were that person for that particular time. You didn't have to have a school that taught you that, well, you have to go full in and you have to understand the motivation. You were just playing. You were playing, yeah, pretending, imagining. And we as actors have all of this kind of information that helps guide us and also misguide us. And at mm. some point, we start filtering all of that out and coming back to, you know, okay, this is what I like doing, this is what I'm good at, and I can just do it. Mm, yeah, and that's, you know, that's why it's called a play. You know, you, you act in a play. So, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, society and, and, you know, growing up to be, you know, from childhood into adulthood, you know, children play, and then as adults, we kind of lose that and, you know, oh, no, you can't do that. That's not very, you know, that's not very adult-like or, you know, it's, um, but, you know, you should never really kill that child inside you you should always let it out yeah uh and be childlike one of uh, one of the guests that i had on the program was saying that i really never want to lose being childlike not, absolutely yeah not being a child uh, but being childlike so yeah childlike not childish <laughs> yeah i i also yeah. think that it's interesting that in life in general and you alluded to that uh, just a moment ago but we kind of have three phases in life when we're children and we're just ourselves. We are mm -hmm. ourselves. We're not worried about what the world thinks of us until a certain point. So then when we're very, um, well, elderly, then we get to a point where we stop caring what the world thinks of us and we become ourselves again. And for the majority of our lifetimes, we are much more restricted and worried about what the world perceives us and what is okay and what is not okay, that we don't allow ourselves to be true. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate. So through acting, it's one of the things that allows you to be more like yourself earlier on in that process so you can actually enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, um, you know, I alluded earlier to, you know, for acting to, you know, I could be an astronaut or whatever, you know, and that's what kids do. They play around and they're like, I'm going to be, you know, an astronaut today or I'm going to be a policeman or whatever. And, you know, that's that's kind of you know, already ingrained in them. And, you know, we have to go back to acting school to learn how to do that again, which is, you know, that's, you know, we don't. wouldn't it be great um, if we didn't have to? <laughs> We're already yeah. there. I, and I keep on, you know, I, I, I'm not sure that I've made that conclusion yet because there's a lot of value to, uh, to acting education, but mm, absolutely. I, I keep going back to the, to a part that we, we need to change the way that acting education is, done in order not to get actors into terrible habits that take them years to get out of. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because, um, you know, I can be watching something on TV or a movie or whatever. And, you know, you can tell 
I mean, for me, because I've been through Stella Adler and, and I've had a strong connection to the school, um, but I can see um, actors on TV and I'm like, mm, they've not really had any training. They're just kind of like walking through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like to counter that, I, I saw a production of um, The Price by Arthur Miller with Mark Ruffalo on uh, Broadway. And the beginning of that play, the whole first five minutes is literally uh, Mark's character walking into this, um, for people who don't know the story, um, this old furniture store that his father used to run that he's passed away and, and Mark's character has come back to the, to the furniture store after his passing. Mm-hmm. And the first five minutes, um, uh, so Stella has a thing called living in the space, which is, you know, you walk into a room and you have a connection to that room somehow. So... Mm-hmm you've either been there before and it's familiar to you in which case, you know, that's, that's great. Or it's somewhere you haven't been before and you have to kind of discover it. But as the actor, obviously you've been rehearsing and you'd like, okay, this is where that prop is and that's where that door is and so on. But as a character, you don't know or you do know and, and you have a, a reason to be in that room. And so the first five minutes of this play, Mark walked in and he was looking around the room and, you know, he was like, Oh, there's that piece of furniture that, you know, the chair my dad used to sit in and that kind of thing. And having learned Stella's technique, I could see him applying that and using that. And it was really great because there was no dialogue. The first five minutes was just silence and him connecting and, and living in the space. And, you know, that's, that was such a great moment. It was the opening of the play that it really drew you in. And I think that that was such a great moment and, you know, using that technique and, um, yeah, I think, you know, that was kind of the flip side to, to acting actors who haven't had any training. You know, Mark's um, trained at Stella Adler and, um, you know, he's a great actor and you can tell. So, yeah, that's kind of the flip side to, to, to going to drama school or not. <laughs> yeah, Mark, Mark is amazing. Um, and he's, he's one of the people that can do drama and comedy and be true and grounded in both, uh, which is... Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he's actually doing a, a play reading this weekend. Um, you can find it online, uh, a live read of a new play uh, online. And the proceeds for those tickets go to Stell Adler as well, which is really great. So, uh, yeah, I'll you can Google that. I'll find it and we'll link it uh, below this. Great. So let me write that down. Mark, live reading. Okay, I will look that up. Thank you. Appreciate that. Great. um sounds great all right let's let's talk about producing because again um it seemed like acting was it was kind of your first love but you started your career more on the producing side Um, yes i i i I have heard you talk about this a little bit but uh, i'm not sure i have that answer uh, quite yet what was (laughs) that led you specifically to producing was it not uh, having the roles that you wanted and then you had to create them for yourself? Was it a friend that uh, asked you uh, to produce something? How did that start for you? Well, yeah, so I started acting. Um, my first kind of taste of acting was at school. I was 10 and I was in a school play and um, I didn't get the part I wanted. That was, you know, my first rejection and my first play. I was very sad about that. But um you know, once I did the play, I was like, oh, this is fun. And I, you know, I, I really enjoy this. And then, you know, I, I got a little older and I did more plays and I was like, okay, great. I'm going to do this as a career. And, you know, this is something I want to pursue. So I went to college and I did film and theater. I did a BA um, and did a little bit of acting um, and a little bit of filmmaking in, um, in, in college, 
know, practical, but it was mostly theoretical. So it was genre and theater history and, and a mix of stuff. But um, yeah, I graduated and I wanted to, um, you know, be an actor and a director actually was, was my goal at that point. Mm-hmm. And so I started a production company I was like, I'm going to make my own stuff. I'm going to put my stuff, myself in things that I make. I'm going to direct things. Yeah. But, you know, it was, it was fine until it's like, okay, well, now I need the projects. How do I, how do I get that? And, you know, I could go out to writers and they're like, okay, but I have the script, but no one to make it. And then I kind of fell into producing that way because it was like, well, if I want to make the projects, I have to produce them. So, yeah, um, yeah at that point, I kind of was like, all right, well, there's all these projects coming in and I'm producing this and I'm producing that and I'm producing that. And, you know, the writers would say, oh, there's a director attached or whatever. And, and it would be a film that I'm not really suitable for acting wise. And so I kind of left acting to the side a little bit, but still involved. Um, I would go to the theater, like we have a tiny little theater in uh, Wellington in New Zealand called Bats Theater, um, which, uh, really great kind of starting point for a lot of people in New Zealand um, Mm -hmm. to put on like experimental plays, like try out, you know, new things um, and so on. And I was going there kind of sometimes two, three times a week, which was amazing, but also me sitting in the audience going, but I want to be on the stage too. (laughs) So I, yeah, I had, um, you know 10-ish years of producing under my belt and I was like it's time to to get back to the acting so yeah that was when I made the move to LA and and went to Stella Adler. I got you so uh, let's let's sketch people up a little bit so you were born in New Zealand then you spent uh, some childhood in UK then you came back to uh to New Zealand uh for school and then you went uh I think through UK back to LA or I think just from New Zealand to LA correct? Yeah, New Zealand to LA. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I have, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, to live in, in all different places. And, um, you know, growing up in the UK, I, I didn't really know New Zealand because I, I left when I was four. I actually spent three years living in Virginia when I was a little child um, before we moved to the UK. So, um, yeah, I've kind of lived all over, but hadn't really experienced living in New Zealand, um, you know, from memory point so you know I decided to go back to college there my my family was all there um my mom still lives in England in the same village we moved to 30-ish years ago um she's still there so I get to go back and visit her you know when the world allows you to travel um yeah and um yeah and then I moved to LA after a few years of you know of being in New Zealand it was like okay well you know now it's time to to go to the acting school and, and try and make movies and, and whatever and in the U.S. and, and break through here. Gotcha. And um, again, we, we all know of, uh, of films that are done in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all watch them. They're some of the you know, biggest grossing films. <laughs> um, yes. So why, why L.A. as opposed to you know, stay in New Zealand and try to, uh, to grow within uh, that part of the industry? Well, I still have my production company there. We still work on projects. Um, but it was more the acting school. I, I really wanted to, um, to find a school that, first of all, resonated with me. Um, we have some great acting schools in New Zealand, but, you know, they're kind of four-year degree programs or, um, you know, kind of um, 
a mixture of different techniques and different things. So um, I really wanted to, and I also really wanted to be in LA. I was like, if I'm going to be an acting school, you know, I want to be making connections and, and, you know, this is where the movies happen mostly, you know, that does happen in New Zealand, as you said, and, you know, we all know about Lord of the Rings and all those other things, which is, you know, fantastic. Um, But I really wanted to experience, you know, living in LA and working in LA and just kind of expand my network a little bit, you know, like New Zealand's a very small country and it's a, you know, it's a much smaller film industry. And so, you know, it's, it's great. The productions come to New Zealand, but it's a very small pool. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I really wanted to try out, um, and you know, like Lord of the Rings and productions like that is fantastic. And, you know, they're great, but you know, I wanted to start smaller. I wanted to start on indie films and, and doing that kind of thing. So this was kind of the perfect place. And then I found Stella Adler and the, the perfect school. And the great thing about Stella Adler is also that they don't, um, have an audition process to get in. And I think that's really great because there are people who want to be actors who want to learn, but to audition, to get in, you kind of have to have experience. You have to know how to audition, but that's something that the school will teach you when you get in how to audition. So it's kind of like, well, you know, if I can get in without having to audition, they can teach me that. And that's, you know, that really drew to me as well. You know, that was really important because um, I'd done acting at school, but I'd never really auditioned to get into a drama school and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I was like, willing to learn but I just needed that opportunity to get in the door and and then you can teach me how to audition and um, there's a great audition skills class at Stella Adler which is um, real real life replication of you know back back when the world was open you know being in the room and casting directors and all that kind of stuff it's a great class and you kind of learn that process at school as opposed to knowing it before you go in. That's true. Uh, that actually brings up a bunch of questions for me because, again, being a producer, you've uh, you've been involved in casting. So, yeah, you know, uh, being on the other side, uh, did that give you mm-hmm. any insight and in something that you're using now as an actress uh, that helps you? Yeah. So it's interesting because um, you know here in the U.S., um, especially in L.A., we have you know actors access and, and backstage and all these resources that actors can submit auditions to and. Um, I'm working on a TV pilot right now and um, just before everything shut down we did um, we had auditions for some some casting for the show and um, we had 300 submissions for each character that you know it was was a lot and people would send in their their submission tapes and you kind of look at it and go okay well did, did you even know what you're doing? Like we had one person who auditioned and we sent them the script and they were doing something completely different. Like, w- w- like this isn't even our scene. This is something else. And then just started, like he just started yelling at the camera and like getting really angry and aggressive. And we're like, Whoa, what is this? Like, it was very, very interesting. And, um, you know, the way that people start their auditions, like, you know, when, you do your slate and then you say, you know, you start the scene, how people start off. And um, you can tell, you know, a lot of them were just phoning it in, I guess. Um, And we picked, you know, we picked half a dozen out of the 300 that were like, okay, well, these are actually, 
not bad. Like we understand this is a self tape and we understand that you're in your house and you've got like, you know, you're not a camera person. And so on. we understand that. And especially as a producer, you're going, okay, well, the lighting's not great, but we know that, you know, you don't have a, a lighting kit or whatever. So yeah, like being, being an actor and then casting things and you look at other people's self tapes and you go, okay, I know not to do that in my self tapes now because this is terrible. Um, and, oh, but that was good. So I'm going to take that tip. So it's kind of works both ways. Like as an actor, you go, oh, well, that was a good self tape. But then as a producer, you go, these are terrible. <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting. Being able to use both sides is actually really quite useful in, in casting. And, you know, you see a lot of different actors and you get to meet a lot of people. So yeah, it's, it's, it's good being both sides. I think so. And again, in terms of networking in general, um, in terms of not just learning, but networking and as a producer, it's, it's mm -hmm. all about um, making sure that you understand a lot of different people because you never know, you know, what project they may be a best fit for. So uh, it just yeah. a lot of exposure. Yeah, I mean, the guy that sent in the tape that was uh, not the scene that he was supposed to do and was just yelling at the camera, we're like, that's great. If we ever need someone who's really angry and needs to scream at someone, we'll pick him. But for this scene, it wasn't quite what we were looking for. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you kind of get to know a lot of people, you know, especially um, actors and especially going through places like Stella Adler and, and you know, working on movies and, and TV shows or whatever you meet a lot of other actors and you go, Oh great. You know, I'd love to work with you again. I'd love to work with you on something. And, mm -hmm. and you kind of get your little community together. And, you know, I use the same camera guy on all my projects. Now I use the same sound guy or the same director and, you know, you kind of have your little family and um, yeah, being a producer means that you're able to make great work happen because you get to know the people around you and, and mm -hmm. you know, they're, if you, if they're good, then they'll stick around. And if they're not, then you find someone else. Yeah, and it just, you have so many things to worry about. It just saves you time when you know that this cameraman is, understands you and understands what you're looking for. Uh, it just yeah. makes things easier and, uh, you know, you're not wasting time and money, which as a producer, you have to raise. Yeah, yeah. Like I had um, one, this is a, um, back when I was at, um, in film school and um, I went to USC to their summer program. Mm -hmm. And um, we cast an actor in the scene and the scene was too part of the scene was to hit, he was supposed to hit his girlfriend and um, he didn't want to hit the actress. Um, he's like, I don't, I don't do that. But I'm like, yes, but your character does. So, you know, and it wasn't really hitting her. It was, you know, the, the stage slap or whatever it was, but he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And so, you know, you kind of go, well, that's great, but you're not going to go very far if you're not willing to kind of put yourself there. And yeah. so you, you learn the actors who, you know who are willing to do things and you know who are like yeah no I'll jump in and I'll do that even though that's not in the script or whatever you know you know you know you can trust them and their instincts as well because yeah. it's it's really all about trust and that's that's one of the things you know talking to casting directors talking to producers what I what I hear most often is uh, they're not necessarily looking for the most talented and the most well-known person out there unless you know, there needs to be a star attached to a project mm. for somebody that they like, that they want to have on set, that they want to be around and that can be a professional and deliver what needs to get done. So yeah, that seems to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, um, and I say this a lot when people ask me questions, you know, um, being an actor and a producer, 
if I'm an actor on set, but I have the production, I have the producing experience, or, I, you know, I understand the workings of a set going on behind the scenes, you know, there's a lot of waiting around for a set setups to be, you know, taken and, and, you know, camera setups and so on. And a lot of actors are like, why is this taking so long? I'm bored. Like, I'm just going to goof around. Um, you know, I'm, I don't know why we're just waiting. Like, you know, there's a lot of actors who are kind of all about themselves and like, I'm waiting, make, you know, hurry up so I can do my work. And I think as a producer and knowing how everything works backstage and, you know, how everything is, you know, can go wrong and does go wrong. I'm like, okay, I understand there's an issue going on. A light doesn't work or something happens or, you know, something else is um, holding up the, the setup or, you know, like an actor hasn't turned up to set or something like that. And I, as an actor, I go, okay, well, something's going on. This is going to take another, I don't know, like an hour. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be able to sit here and relax because I'm not going, oh, am I on yet? Am I on yet? Am I on yet? You know, there's a lot of yeah. me, me, me. And I can sit and I can go over my lines or I can, you know, go and get another cup of coffee from craft services or whatever, because I'm calm enough in the knowledge of what's going on and that the people behind the scenes can trust what, they, you know, I trust what they're doing. So I really find that being a producer when I'm an actor is really helpful and it kind of makes my work better as an actor. Um, and then the other side as well, like as a producer, um, you know, I'm busy running around. I'm trying to like troubleshoot everything or like, you know, and you know, we're waiting for things to happen. And I understand what the actor needs to do their job as well. So, you know, a lot of actors get a bad reputation because they're like, well, I need this in my trailer. And it's like, it's not that they're, you know, trying to be difficult. It's, you know, I need what I need to be able to do my work. And, you know, if that is, and some actors say, you can't call me by my real name. You have to call me by my character name. So I stay in character. And, mm -hmm. you know, and some people think that's a bit pretentious and like stop being a diva. Like, but you need what you need to, you know, need to do yeah. to make your work more authentic and better than, you know, what it could be. So yeah, as a producer, I really understand the actor's needs as well, which is, I think having knowledge on both sides is really both fascinating and helpful in my work. Got it. I agree completely. So if you, uh, and thankfully you don't have to pick one, but if you had to pick one and, uh, you know, producer versus an actor um, and you have to introduce yourself as one only, which one would that be? Um, I think right now it would be actor just because um, that's where I want to get more, um, more work of. I you know I really love producing but I want to grow as an actor and I want to experience more as an actor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you know, as you said, I don't have to choose. Luckily, you know, that's, I'm so thankful. My both jobs are both so amazing and, you know, full of so much, they bring me so much joy every day. And, you know, if I'm on set, doesn't matter what I'm doing. That's, that's my happy place. So hmm. yeah, both. <laughs> And, um, you know, for people who are not as familiar kind of uh, with the industry uh, and there are all sorts of levels mm -hmm. that, you know, people are at, but um, from the purely, you know, compensation perspective, which one yeah. of your two jobs is paying better than the other? Um, <laughs> neither. <laughs> um, that yeah. is understandable, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it really does depend. Like I'm working on a TV pilot right now. Um, a great show, 
my best friend uh, and roommate, Michael Benzea, has written this great pilot. And um, th- that's great because, you know, we live together, we can work on it and, and everything, you know, at the, all the time. So, um, yeah, we're working on this TV pilot. And, you know, if I'm working on this right now for nothing because this is the passion project and we're putting together a trailer, we're trying to shop it around. Once it gets picked up, then I'll get paid. But right now it's like, you know, okay, I'm doing this because I need the job. So, you know, or I want, you know, I want this to be seen and I want to work on this. And so once, you know, someone's seen it and goes, great, like now we're going to make it into a series. That's when I get paid. But there's a lot of that. Um, even in acting, a lot of acting is deferred payment. You're like, I'm going to get a hundred bucks a day from SAG, but not until this sells. And then I, they start making money, then I get paid. So, you know, it really depends on, on the project but then you know if you get hired as a producer like here like here's the project and you we're going to pay you know pay you x amount a week mm-hmm. then you know the money's up front which is which is great but yeah it's 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 a tricky uh tricky situation you have to not be in it for the money <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's that's the right statement uh you got to be in this because you love it and everything else absolutely eventually yeah. hopefully maybe welcome yeah and i've been fortunate because i you know i have been working my whole life and um you know i haven't had to take a day job i haven't had to wait tables or anything like that which i'm so thankful for because you know a lot of people in this town especially they're you know they have to make rent and they have to pay bills and um you know my my side job is producing so that's you know really really great but um yeah, I'm so fortunate. I'm so blessed to work with the people I do and, and be in my situation. So, yeah, I wake up every day. I'm like, thank, you know, thankfully I'm, I'm here where I am. So, yeah, no, it's uh, absolutely. So um, what's next for you? I know you mentioned that uh, you're working on some pilots and you're pitching some things. Uh, is, yeah. is the next you know, few years here in L.A. or and I yeah. here as if I'm in L.A. I'm in Chicago. Uh, I, I meant that more. <laughs> in the, are you going to think of staying in LA or you're going to go, you know, explore Australia, which is closer to, uh, to New Zealand and also has a movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, the plan right now is to stay in LA. You know, as I said, I have a few things in production or, you know, or things we're trying to, to get made. Um, one is a TV pilot. One is a docuseries, um, which will, you know, if everything goes to plan and the world opens back up, we'll be traveling all over the world with that. And, um, Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, which I'm, that's a series I'm really excited about as well. It's a medical-based docu-series. Nice. Um, and again, I'm working with, with Michael on that. And um, so, yeah, we have a few projects in development. And if all goes to plan, we'll be in LA or um, the, the TV pilot of the TV series is set in New York. So we'll probably be, hopefully, fingers crossed, spending time in New York and, and, and doing things over there he's from new york originally so that's you know great and um yeah a lot happening but kind of nothing happening right now until you know the world is is back to some kind of you know normal level of yeah but yeah the plan is to stay in in la or you know and be or be in new york for the for the pilot and then um yeah we'll see maybe maybe i go and do a movie in australia or you know we'll see was there a part of you during this uh, period of COVID uh, that said, oh, I wish I was back in New Zealand? <laughs> um, I mean, New Zealand's handled the whole situation like so well, yeah. um, which is amazing. But, you know, I was like, I just don't want to, 
if I didn't have to get on that plane and, and sit for 12 hours and then do the quarantine thing, I would have been like, I would have gone home, but mm. I'm like, you know what? I'm probably safer, like staying in my apartment or my house in LA and yeah. not going out and just, you know, being safe than, than traveling and doing that whole thing. But, um, yeah, so hopefully I'll get home soon. <laughs> I, I hope so too. And thank you so much for coming on. I, I really of appreciate course. you uh, you sharing um, your wisdom with us. Best of luck on all of your upcoming thank projects. You. Yep. Stay safe. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Great talking to you. Likewise. Thank you. And thanks to everybody Great. for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate you uh, joining us in another episode of The Love of Acting. We know you love it as much as we do, and that's why we do this for you. Thank you.